We are Stephen and Jill. Together, we've been buying and reselling land since the 90s. Our data-centric approach leaves our buyers asking, how can you sell it so cheap? Here on the Land Academy Show. We answer that and more. Stephen Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today, Jill and I talk about taking action. That's it? That's it. <laughs> so the New Year's is coming up. And nothing happens on its own. And I got to thinking, you know, nothing happens. Forget about land for a second. Nothing happens unless we take action. We're going to talk about that in just in a minute here. But before we do, let's take a question posted by one of our uh, members on the landinvestors.com. I was going to ask you about your Christmas first. Like you just <laughs> jump right in there. Like, do you know you have a co-host over here? Like, what the heck? I had. Like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Jill. Are you there? I had uh, what I what? call an amazing Jill Christmas. Oh, yeah? Yep. What, what's a Jill Christmas? Jill Christmas is, uh, you know, well, I kind of meld the whole Thanksgiving and Christmas thing all together. So mm. it's, you know, we had amazing food. It's just, it was a Jill Christmas. <laughs> all decorated. Everything's decorated. Thanks. We had presents. The fire was on. It's right out of a postcard. Thank you. All right. So you had a good Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I had good. a great okay, one. How about good. you? I had a great Christmas too. Was it Thank like you. a six out of 10 or an eight out of 10? Oh, it's like an eight out of 10. You know what? Because it's just so nice. Things have calmed down a little bit. You know, those of you who know us, we've changed states. <laughs> we've, yeah, man. we've made some changes and... I can't tell you what a difference it is. Let, let me just back, like not, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just, I'm going to only share the positive and cause that's me. I'll bring in the negative. Oh, good. If it's necessary. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I have been every day shocked and amazed at nice people, even like Christmas Eve, you know, running in the grocery store cause you forgot something. And it was like, Oh no, no, you only have three things. You go ahead of me in line. Like, Oh, we're back. You know, at least we're here back. Yep. And it's been very, very nice. I mean, since you brought it up, it's just been a crazy year. It has been another crazy These year. These last two or three months have been very, very nice. Crazy I, and it better not be the new norm. Yeah. <laughs> Moving across state lines and getting all new stuff again. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, getting all new insurance and all new, all it's just, uh, I don't need to do that ever again. Yeah. And uh, how much did you do and how much did I do? But well, we won't go there on that part, on the insurance part. I did a lot of the man stuff. You did the man stuff. I do the phone call stuff. That's very, very true. So, okay. Thank you. And don't forget to subscribe on the Land Academy YouTube channel and comment on the shows you like. So I think I'm, I hope I say this right. Basim wrote, I have a funding partner for a deal and I have informed him that I intend to sell using a realtor. Since the property will be in the investor's name, they need to sign the agreement with the realtor. Can anyone provide an example of a partnership agreement that covers this scenario? Yeah, it's in our uh, go-to uh, offer, wait, deal funding. I had to think about that. So in our deal funding stuff, you can find it on Land Academy, also in Land Investors, also on landfunding.com. I yeah, think it's all there too. Exactly. So, And that's exactly how we do it. Because mm-hmm. that's and that's the right way to do it. So if I'm putting up 100 percent of the money, which I'm often doing, if I'm not, then we're gonna we're gonna maybe our both names are gonna go on the deed if we're both 50 50, however we want to do it. But majority of the time, I'm putting up 90 or 100, you know, 
the majority of the money. So my name is going on the deed kind of thing, especially if it's a hundred percent. So yeah. So when it comes time to use a realtor, um, you as the manager should be the one that, you know, kind of acts as the go between orchestrates the whole thing. Right. And you should be the one to review it and make sure for accurateness and fill in all those. I'm just, I'm just going to say it like, I, <laughs> not that I've been in this situation before, but Please review it for your for accuracy. Please make sure everything's spelled correctly. Please make sure the legal's right. Please make sure the percentage is right. Please make sure the uh, time frame with the agent is exactly what you and your partner have agreed upon. Like I go for six months. I don't want a year kind of a thing. So all that should be correct. And then also these realtors often have 16 other pages that usually you just put don't know, don't know, don't know, don't know. Like was there ever a hotel on this property or whatever it is? Do you, are you aware of any um, zoning changes that might affect something? You know, usually you're like, I don't know. I just bought this. So, so please don't put that on the investor. So the best thing you can do and you want them to keep partnering with you is fill it out ahead of time, make sure it's great. And then you send it to them saying, hey, I looked it all over. We're good to go. Just in your signature and we'll get this listed right away. Your funder will have all these answers too. This is not their first deal. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever work in an office where, you know, in every work, every office I've worked in, there's been somebody who just throws stuff on other people's desks mm -hmm. and they don't complete anything. For some reason, they just don't think that they have to do it. Mm -hmm. Especially even when they're below you, you know, on the chain of command, they'll throw mm -hmm. stuff on your desk and say, here, it's half done. I know. Even agents, like I've asked, I've come back with agents and said, look, I kind of hired you to do this. I hired you to be the professional on the property. You know more about this area than I yep. do. Um, what are the utility uh, companies? Heck, I don't know. You know, so that's, I think that's part of their uh, commission, what they're getting to sell the property is yep. to, so even before it gets to me and before it gets to you, I would ask that the agent fill out everything they can. You fill in the blanks about like, what's the name of the company and that company address and all that stuff. Cause they don't know. And then it gets the investor for just quick signing. So we're both managers and funders mm -hmm. and we have these conversations long before any paper gets uh, delivered to either party. We have a sit down kind of discussion about how things are going to go. And when that happens and when we're the funder, not the manager, mm -hmm. I give everybody a chat. Like I used to give our, the kids when they were young, like this is, I'm not here to do any work. I'm here to write the checks. You're here to do all the work and make sure that everything's okay. I will know nothing and probably never leave my desk. And whatever I, you send over for me to sign, chances are I won't read it. I just, I'll just sign it. Yeah. And trusting you to make sure it's right. And so some people freak out about that, you mm -hmm. know, that, but this is the world that we live in now that yeah. people just, uh, there's a, a, a lot more people seemingly that don't feel the need to uh, do any work. Hmm. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Hold on a moment. But there's people that should not do any work. You get to that point where you're calling the shots. Like, could you imagine if someone put like on Warren Buffett's desk? That's what, that's what I mean. <laughs> you imagine, here's, imagine Warren Buffett selling his own home and, uh, and uh, the listing agent says, hey, fill this out. Yeah. I need to know your alarm company. I need to know your, <laughs> they put it right. They just email Warren Buffett directly and say, you know, fill all this out for that guy. You're like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> you get to a point where you, you earn that right. You've done that job. 
um, a thousand times, whatever it is. And so now, no. (laughs) (laughs) Today's topic, taking action. This is the meat of the show. So Jill and I were talking earlier uh, today about putting show titles together together for for this week's uh, podcasts and and this this topic. Well, let me be even more clear. <laughs> Jill sat down and said, "How is this talk today that we're going to talk? How is it going to be any different than the ninety two other times that we've done it over the years?" Mm-hmm. And she uh, asked me to, to use certain to to refrain from using certain things that I've talked about in the past. Yes, that's very true. Like, please don't bring up guitar lessons again. <laughs> you got to take action, you know, and I know this is so, uh, it seems so simple, but it really, really is important. If you want any kind of change, if you want to make more money, you got to take more action. Uh, there, you know, there's this time of year, there's always that weight loss discussion. If you want something to happen in that area, you've got to seriously put a plan down and stick together, uh, stick to it. And follow through. Is this stuff to do with what I was talking about? People that I see that are trying to sell, but they're not selling. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that I was going to leave that for you. Okay. So for me, this started today. I'm like, you know, I see a lot of people in social media and on their websites, like they get the pictures taken, you know, so I'm bringing this back to work level now. Well, not, you know, your business level. I see pictures being taken, drone shots, and they just, you just put it up there and walk away and just expect people to just come to you. So Partially true slash however, if the phone's not ringing and you're not getting the interest and you're not doing enough, you actually do, by the way, kind of need to have to sell. It's more than just being available. If they're not, like I said, they're not trying, you're not reaching them. So you need to get it in front of the right people. Maybe you need to spruce it up. Maybe you need to change up your photos. Maybe you need to change up your description. It's not always a price, by the way. I don't even care about the price right now. I'm assuming you priced it fantastic and you priced it not too low that people think that it's something wrong with it and not too high that no one's going to take you seriously. So you priced it really well and competitively. You got to get out there a little bit and and kind of work at it. So that for me was taking action. I just see a lot of people that are just kind of like stale. On On this topic directly, there are two things that you can do to sell property that I can... There's certainly no guarantees in anything, but every time we've done these one or two of these things, we've sold property. Put a sign on it. If it's anywhere. In the ground. Like a sign in the ground on the property is what you're saying. If it's got, if it's on any type of road where there's traffic. Right. And then uh, number two, send a neighbor letter out. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what a neighbor letter is, jump on Discord or asking land investors. It's basically sending a notice around a note, very well-written note. So all the other property owners around the property saying, look. And don't just do the neighboring ones too, by the way. Go out a couple miles. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh-huh. I don't mean like adjacent property owners. I mean one or two or three miles out. That's what I think. I wonder if people think, oh, neighbor letter, like direct neighbor. Well, I hit all five of them. Now what? Mm-hmm. No, I want 500. Especially if it's priced right because yeah. you can write in that note and you can say, look, you know, chances are you, this property is a lot less uh, than what you paid for the property that you own there already. So you know, or whatever's unique about it, it's, you have to write that letter very, in a very personal level. You know, it's funny, like we have this property right now that there, it's a private road and there's only two houses past the property. 
not the right place for a sign. And it's a dead end, right? So the only people going up there are the two. So not appropriate, not needed. Yeah. That's a that's a, a good example. But a neighbor letter, there's so many people that are down in the valley that look up at this property that go, that would go, if they, you know, they need to know it's available, you know, and that's what we've done. Um, so they can see like, oh, that up there. Can you imagine, sweetie? Instead of being mm -hmm. down here looking up at those yep. guys, we could be up there looking at all of this. So I designed this whole business model to bring this back to the topic on being controlling your destiny. Yeah. You know, if you want to send out 20,000 letters, there's going to be a pretty predictable result. Right. Offers. You want to send out 40,000? Chances are it's going to be double. Right. And on and on and on. So, and we have people that regularly send 50,000 unit mailers out yeah. for the first time ever, actually. We've been doing that for a long time. And so that's taking action. You mm -hmm. you will create income for yourself if you get a mailer out. But I was looking for something that was a little more interesting, something that would get me up in the morning and get me kind of excited. And honestly, I didn't even look at investing in land. And I, I just sort of stumbled upon it. Like I said, just researching other things. And I started digging into it. Steve and Jill, you guys honestly are the most sincere people that, I, that I've ever met. It shows on the videos. It really, really does. I just mm -hmm. fell in love with you and your heart and your soul and your integrity and your style. And you delivered really good stuff without hesitating. The culture within the group, I think, is, is one of the most attractive things about this. Whatever decision they make, my first instinct is, I'm sure you did the right thing. You have my support. The information that you provide out there that is completely free, I think you enjoy doing what you do and you like sharing this information. And to me, it was like, man, you guys are the most sincere. And so I joined because I felt like this is where I belong and this is where I can learn the most. And this is where I honestly think I can take my land career, or at least I can get some help with, with land career to the next level. Happy you could join us today, five days a week. You can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is called, Well, I have $10,000, what should I invest in? You are not alone. Your real estate ambition. That If I had a nickel for mm -hmm. the number of times people have asked me that. I know. In my entire career. Or it's usually phrased in a different way, and we'll talk about it tomorrow, but... I just think it's such a strange question. And, and uh, Jill brought it, Jill kind of wrote the topic on this as we'll talk about tomorrow because somebody in Facebook. I see it all the time. And then she's going to share some time. of the answers that are in there too. Oh my God. <laughs> People it's feel like they're qualified to answer questions even though they don't it's have $10,000 at all. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We hope you find our content valuable and we appreciate your support. If you haven't already, Please check out our YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button. I think we might be we might be at 10K. We'll see. We're, We're Stephen Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration. To buy undervalued property. <laughs>